The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Anyway, let's talk about butter. Uh, the price of butter is something uh, it, it used to be a real benchmark Connor Pope back in the days of the butter mountain when you used to have boats sitting out there piled high with Irish butter and we'd know where to send it and the price was never really something that the consumer paid too much attention to until it went up but by God has it gone up Please Jonathan now I don't I don't think you're old enough to remember butter vouchers but when I was a kid butter vouchers were a thing and the government instead of giving people extra cash would give them vouchers which they could use to buy butter so it is a real staple in our in our diets and in our larders or our fridges and just to put it into a bit of perspective today Tesco were the first to announce that they were dropping the price of butter by 40 cent for a pound or 454 grams which was t- taking the price from 3.39 to 2.99 and within minutes or within hours all of the major retailers announced that they were following suit and lowering the price of butter um, but it, it's worth bearing in mind that in September of 2021 the same pound of butter was uh, was priced at two euros and nineteen cent. So we're still eighty cent more expensive today than we were eighteen months ago. And I think that's worth bearing in mind when you're having your conversation with the head of the IFA, because the price of butter today is still dramatically higher than it was eighteen months ago. And because it's such a staple, and because it's a product that is bought by households up and down the country, it disproportion that the higher prices disproportionately impact lower income households and what we've seen in the last week is we've seen the price of butter falling by 40 cent and we've seen the price of a two liter uh, of milk falling by 10 cent so if you want to spread that out over the course of the year if a family buys eight liters of milk every year every week and if they buy one pound of butter every week they're going to be better off by around 40 euros over the course of the next 12 months compared to the previous 12 months as a result of this fall in prices. So it's not something that we should be getting out the bunting, royal or otherwise, for. (laughs) But it is, you know, it is a step in the right direction. And I think it is something to be welcomed. Now, I appreciate that there are arguments to be made from the farming lobbies that we can't see a price war. And I think when you talk about things like price wars, that becomes incredibly emotive and it becomes a different issue. But what we're seeing now is a rebalancing of prices. And it's a rebalancing that has to happen. for the very simple reason that input costs such as transport and such as energy have fallen dramatically. But Connor, are we falling into a bit of a trap here? And we'll talk to Tim Cullinan of the IFA in just a minute. The the supermarkets are leading with milk and butter, the most basic of basic things in their supermarket. What are the odds in the loaf of bread coming down next? Supermarkets are getting absolutely lashed at the moment as being completely out of kilter with the rate of inflation. Their prices have risen far more than everybody else. And as a result, they had to do something because if they didn't do something, they were going to get a lot of heat. They're getting heat across the water. They're getting heat from the government over here. We're falling into the trap of saying, oh, look at the supermarkets. Didn't they do great? 40 cent off butter. Let's rush down and fill our trolleys because it's not as simple as that. Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree with you more, Jonathan. And like, I'm not lauding the supermarkets for this price decline. In fact, this time last week, I was writing a piece for last Saturday's newspaper. And I decided to focus explicitly on own brand milk and own brand butter, because I think those prices were totally out of whack with the realities. And rather than focusing on a range of different grocery products, I said, okay, let's just challenge the retailers and ask them about these two products, their own brand, the ingredients are largely sourced in the, largely sourced in Ireland. So they determined the prices. 
So why aren't these prices falling? And I'm not saying that I had anything to do with the price falls, but literally within 48 hours of me contacting Lidl, the price of milk had fallen by 10 cents. And within five days of, of, of the Irish Times contacting Tesco, the price had fallen by 40 cents. As I say, that's not to do with us. The, those prices were going to fall, but they were going to fall because they had to fall, because mm. they were artificially high. And it's not just... I believe, now we're not privy to the profits that any of the supermarkets are making in this country, nor are we privy to the profits that suppliers and producers are making. But what, like, what we can say is that key input costs such as transport and such as energy are falling significantly. Now, let's just put that into context. Um, the price of a litre of diesel or petrol is now back at where it was in September 2021. The price of the wholesale price of energy on, on international markets is now half of what it was at the height of the crisis last year. Now, when I was speaking to retailers and when I was speaking to producers and suppliers this time last year, all of them were pointing the finger at higher transport costs and higher energy costs as, as the drivers of high prices. So now that those prices have fallen, we need to see grocery price inflation falling, not just milk, not just butter, but we need, need to see grocery price inflation falling. For instance, Cantar's figures yesterday were released and they showed that grocery price inflation fell from 16.8% to 16.6% oh, over thanks. the period... <laughs> yeah, like that, that's absolutely <laughs> negligible. And, and, like, and at, at the same time, the, 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 the CSO puts, is putting the rate of general inflation at under 7%. So yes. I think we need, we need to see a, a, a closer mirroring of grocery inflation and general inflation. Uh, Tim Cullinan is with us as well. He's the president of the Irish Farmers Association. Tim, and the first thing I'm going to say is I am painfully aware that you have no control over the price that is charged on the supermarket shelf because supermarkets add their profit margin. We we don't know how much that is. They're willing to absorb the 40 cent. How much of it do you think is going to be thrown back at the producer and how much do you think is going to come out of the profit that they're making? Yeah, that, that, that's a huge worry, um, Jonathan. You're absolutely right. And what we've seen here time and time again over the years is so what we are leading to here now into is a price war. And at the end of the day, we, we you're right. First of all, we, we can't see sight of the retailers' margins here in Ireland, but we know that they're not going to take the hit themselves. And normally, this is worked back to the system, right back to the primary producer. And this is why, you know, we are very concerned around what's happening here currently. And it's not just that the danger is this is spread to other staples in 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 food as well. But what we do, what we don't see, and and Connor alluded to it there, is other goods coming down as well. You know, we take the dry goods, and we all know what happens here is. Absolutely, people have to buy the staples of whether it's butter or milk or bread or cheese or yogurt, whatever. And uh, it's a price war then by retailers to attract consumers into their particular store, let it be Tesco or Aldi or Lidl or whoever, and thus the price war begins. I I remember the ones in the 80s and and it didn't end well for retail because we actually ended up losing retailers. The likes of H. Williams couldn't stay in the market and and that reduced the number of outlets that we had a choice of. But Tim, uh, to go to Connor's point, it's still 80 cent more than it would have been at the start of this crisis, the pound of butter. Have the production costs of the farmers gone down? Are they starting at least to go down that would reflect the price on the shelf? 
Yeah, and, and Jonathan, that's, that's the point I was just coming to. The cost of production has increased uh, somewhere in the region of 50%. We've flee, seen a very marginal reduction in the cost of production. But when I look across to our European counterparts, you know, where the cost of production has fallen back, in particular around fertiliser and energy, we are not seeing that cost reduction here in Ireland. So the farmer is absolutely squeezed at the moment. So why aren't, why aren't we seeing the reduction? If it's happening in Europe, sure, we're part of the European Union, we should be able to take advantage of that if they're not doing it as direct suppliers in Ireland. But, sure, Jonathan, it's only in the last number of weeks that we ran a campaign, particularly around the price of fertiliser, and the price is substantially higher here in Ireland than it is across Europe. And look, obviously that is something we're dealing with at the moment, a huge concern for us. But the, the clear point here is cost of production is still much uh, inflated from from a farmer's point of view. Now we're seeing retailers getting involved in the price war again. And I ask the question at the end of the day, who's going to pay for this? And I think the minister has to come on the pitch here as well, because you know, to, we need to know where the margin is going here. And the Office of Fairness and Transparency is critical at this point in time. And you know, we've been hearing about the minister putting a food regulator in place and I'm saying again this evening that this needs to happen immediately before okay. we do end up in an outright war w- between retailers. Connor Pope, um, price wars look great for the consumer, don't get me wrong, but somebody somewhere is making too much money in this system. We've always had it, the, the IFA has been very consistent on this, that the, the money that they're making from selling their produce on isn't enough and that somewhere between the, the, the animal or the product leaving the farm and it ending up on the supermarket shelf, there is somebody making money in that system. We don't have transparency, sure we don't. No, we don't. And I'll, say, I'll tell you one thing. It's not really the farmers that are making the money here. I think we can be all we can all agree on that because the farmers are paying the same same high energy costs that an awful lot of domestic users are, are paying. And we, we know that domestic energy prices across Europe have fallen significantly in recent weeks and months. And they haven't fallen for domestic users and for farmers in recent weeks and months. So the question there is to the energy providers, why not? So in terms of the of the of the money being made by retailers, by suppliers, by producers, like we don't know. And this is this phrase goes back about 15 years. But there was a time when the retailers dubbed Ireland Treasure Island because they were making so much money in the Republic of Ireland compared to the, the amount of money that they were making in the UK because the lack of competition here and the capacity that they had to hide their profits in by burying them within their within their bigger, larger international conglomerates. And that was endemic across the sector. And it was a big problem because I think what you do need is transparency. So you do need to be able to look at any producer, any supplier, any retailer's profits and say, they they're making a reasonable amount of money for the for the for the job uh, that they do and for the products they su- supply, and that's fine. But it's, it's when there's suspicion that they're making more, that there's questions that need to be answered. And that is probably where we're heading right now. Although, if you ever ask anybody who makes profit, they're going to tell you it's not enough. Such is the nature nature of the consumer world. Connor Pope of the Irish Times uh, and Tim Cullinan uh, of the IFA. Thank you very much for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.